Dr. Rachel Griffiths, and I'm with my father and business partner in aquatics, Dr. Dr. Tom Tom Griffiths. Welcome to The Drowning Files, where each week we share a lawsuit we've been involved in or another true story with suggestions to learn from these tragedies to save lives. What case do you have today? Well, we have a case involving a facility, a facility, facility, facility with several, several swimming pools. pools. And between a warmer therapeutic pool and a larger lap pool was a narrow walkway, a pool deck with a trench drain in the middle. And this woman had completed her workout and was about to go to the locker rooms. And she walked between these two pools, slipped, fell, and injured her elbow and shoulder severely. When I made an inspection, it was clear to me that this was a dangerously slippery deck. And when someone slips and falls on a deck in a swimming pool, um, usually, not always, but usually the defendant, the facility with the wet deck is guilty. And the reason for that is Because most health departments require all decks and surfaces underwater and on land need to be made of a non-slip substance. In this case... When you did the inspection, you said in that little landing area between the pools, what did you see? They had larger tiles. And we know that when larger tiles are in place as big as your foot or slightly bigger than your foot, hydroplaning can take place. So even though the tiles may have a high coefficient of friction, meaning non-slipperiness, when the deck is wet, slipping can occur because of hydroplaning. So large tiles is a no-no, that's one. Number two, the drains, were clogged. There was lint, uh, dirt in there. So the water, which was gravitating from both pools to that drain that was centrally located, was getting backed up and creating puddling. And last but not least, this, this was a major pathway where many people walked back and forth and it was narrow, so that when people walked back and forth between the pools to access the pools or access the locker room, they often had to make a quick dodging motion to get out of the way of another participant. So this person, this woman, was was walking normally, and uh, as she stepped to the side to avoid another person, she slipped and fall and, and fell and. Sl- shattered both her elbow and her shoulder. And in this particular case, our victim, who was not running, who was not misbehaving on the the pool deck, who slipped and fell and severely hurt herself, just so happened to be a professional musician who taught on the university level, taught music classes. She was a tenured faculty member, excuse me, she was trying to get tenure Um, She was an assistant professor, and she was trying to attain 
a, the rank of associate professor with tenure. And to do that as a musical professor, you need to perform. Well, this woman had serious injuries to her arm and was unable not only to play and practice, but unable to perform. So it really, really indeed, it not only shattered her elbow and her shoulder, but it shattered her career um, because she was at a disabled disadvantage. It couldn't practice, play and perform the way she normally could. So, so when the case, when the case was, was over, over, it didn't go it didn't to jury trial, they settled it. But this woman, this woman received as much as many drowning victims received, that is the families received, she received almost a million dollars um, for what many people would consider a relatively minor accident. But because of who she was and what she enjoyed doing and what her profession was, it really, really put a damper on her life. So um, the message here is, is you've got to protect against slips and falls because even the most innocent slip and fall can result in a major injury with major damages and financial losses. When I was quite young, uh, and we were in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, I was running around the pool, slipped and fell, hit my head and was knocked unconscious. And the outcomes can really vary. So that happened to me, other people, it can be quite minor, but we also have to think about an aging active population being at our facilities where it's more of an issue these days, looking at slips and falls in general for older people because they are more susceptible to um, to unfavorable outcomes when they do slip and fall. And now we have a older active population at our facilities at swimming pools and going to swimming pools. Um, so what recommendations would you have for facilities for non-slip? Because even though it doesn't sound like it's necessarily um, always a severe injury, it could be. Yes. And yes. That's a great that's question. A great question. And you and I work together with recommendations for, I guess we've done it for hundreds of facilities now as to how to make their locker room floors and pool decks non-slip when they already are slippery. And first and foremost, if you're using tiles, you want to use a small mosaic tile, one by one or two by two inch tiles. The bigger the tile, the more likely they are to slip regardless of how rough it feels. The grout joints between the tiles are actually what makes that tiled surface non-slip. If you don't have tile, if you have concrete, although this is hard to clean, brush concrete with grooves in it is non-slip. Uh, there are some non-slip epoxy paints that can be applied to decks and locker room floors. However, you really need to deal with a good paint supplier who will either do it for you and do it well, um, or to get good instructions as to how to apply that paint. Um, also, uh, I don't like this uh, alternative, but it does work. There are many different types of non-slip decking materials. Many are chlorine resistant. 
and they will definitely make the slippy, uh, slippery area non-slip. The problem, and I prefer flow-through mats, rubber or plastic mats, the problem with using those mats is that they're very, very uh, maintenance oriented. You have to do a lot of work. You have to power wash them regularly, probably daily. You have to hang them up to dry, remove them. Um, if you don't do good daily maintenance on these non-slip mats, they tend to trap algae and mold, and then you have a whole nother problem. Um, and there's many, many different ways you can do it. You can acid etch tile floors. The good news is they become non-slip right away. The bad news is you remove that protective layer on the ceramic tile and then dirt gets in those pores and it's very difficult to clean. But um, those, 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 are, the, those are the numerous, numerous alternatives, alternatives we have to help, help make slippery floors non-slip. And for parents, caregivers, and other people going to the pool, using caution when you walk, being careful, and you might consider getting extra grip shoes, um, a type of shoes for around the pool deck when you're walking around a wet environment. 